The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Finally, are you ready? But that's not me, I'm the Switchblade, baby. You, you, and especially you, Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Goodbye. Write it down, you like writing things down. I am your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. I am Omega, 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 the Omega Luke Wrestling Podcast. That's right, guys, Omega Luke here, and boy, oh boy. Are you in for a treat? The incredible Darby Allen joins me to talk about his breakout year in 2018. We talk about wrestling for Evolve, how very strangely he proposed to his wife using his own blood. And we actually talk about the backlash his wife has received after that very viral tampon spot that happened last weekend. He may or may not have name-dropped a couple of wrestlers as well at that point, but I won't give you any spoilers. I'll let you find out exactly who he shoots on for yourself. But I can already tell I have you drawn in. This is the audio-only version, obviously, but I encourage you to watch the episode on the YouTube page, which you can find the link in the description of this podcast episode. As you can see, Darby there with me, with myself on facecam that is right you can actually see darby allen speaking to me however i do apologize about the lighting on my end you won't be looking at me too much you'll be watching darby because he's quite fascinating but i did not expect him to do cameras as well i was very unprepared uh, for that i thought it was going to be an audio only episode but much to my delight i was gifted with this facecam interview as well but I wasn't complaining I took advantage straight away and I recorded all of it just for you guys so in return once you enjoy this incredible and honestly guys you aren't going to believe what you're going to hear for the next 40 minutes or so this incredible interview please smash that subscribe button subscribe on podcast site subscribe on the YouTube and give the video a big thumbs up because you won't catch a better interview than the one I'm about to bring you today as you can tell, I'm very excited for this. So let's go. Okay, welcome everyone. I am here with my guest today. As you can see, it is the incredible Darby Allen. How are you doing, my man? I'm all right. I'm a little banged up after the weekend. But besides that, life is beautiful, my friend. Indeed. You had your first match of 2019. Is that correct? Yeah, I've had uh, two matches so far. One against the great Sasuke. Oh, interesting. Uh, I believe also it was your birthday the day before we are recording this. How did you have, did you have a good birthday? Yes and no. Well, it started off, uh, I started in Minneapolis at the show and then I flew home and I was too beat to shit and tired because I got no sleep. 
that I decided to sleep on the airport floor for about five hours. <laughs> uh, then I woke up and met my wife Priscilla Kelly, and we had a beautiful evening. Amazing. How is Priscilla? She good? Yeah, she's wonderful. She's wonderful. Good to hear it. Um, first of all, Darby, thank you very much for for joining me today on the, on on the podcast. I first heard of you sort of early 2018, mainly because I've only really got into indie wrestling sort of late 2017. Um, but I was instantly drawn to sort of like your your unique look, your unique style. Um, can you explain to the people listening who Darby Allen, the wrestler, is and how much is it part of who you really are? I would say it's pretty much me in real life because I'm I want to be this way as I am in the ring a lot in life, but socially it wouldn't be acceptable. People would think you're a fucking kook, but I'm, <laughs> I feel like I am a fucking kook and I want to go crazy and. Wrestling rings and mosh pits are the only thing I really feel like I can fucking breathe as a human being. Besides that, I feel like a caged animal 24-7 because you see how people act. They look at you like you're strange over the littlest of things, and I don't like people. So. <laughs> it's incredible, sir. Um, it's a very dark and sort of mysterious portrayal that you perform, and I think it's why I'm very drawn to you. It's very sort of, as a fan, I love the mystique. And I sort of see it as like a, an Alistair Black mixed with like a 90s taker. Is that sort of how you see it from your eyes, being that it's you, that is the character? No, I really, um, to be honest, I'm just some skate punk kid that if I seem like I don't, if I seem mysterious, like I'm standoffish just because I am. I'm a very introvert human being as it is. You can put me in a room of like hundreds of people and I'll be in the corner just like by myself, not wanting to talk to anybody because I just found out a long time ago that a lot of people are just very selfish and want their own needs in life. They don't really give a fuck about you. They'll fuck you over. They'll try to steal your girlfriends. They'll fucking steal your money. It don't fucking matter. Humans are pieces of shit. So if I am how I am and the ring how i look all pissed off because that's how i am so you're also life. like incredibly good at your, your promos and stuff that we've seen is that really just you just talking then straight from the heart it's not really yeah. you having to put on an act no you give me something you're gonna see my new evolve interview that i'm gonna be shooting tomorrow at the film studio and stuff like that um with my personal photog video cameraman because a lot of fucking fools in wrestling are too goddamn lazy to film something besides on their phone hello this is darby allen i'm i'm mad um come january 11th uh, i will have my revenge uh uh i'm a professional wrestler we're all the fucking same go fuck yourselves like seriously everyone's so lazy and like this gives me a time to really be myself and get creative because i went to film school and i dropped out for wrestling and then uh it gives me a chance and everybody's so they have the a lot of people are just so lazy with their creativity and to film it on their phone get off your fucking asses and do something like so I'm I'm running out of studio with my friend who films for Thrasher magazine, and we're going to film a professional video for this match coming up with Fabian Artner, and uh, yeah, it, I hold a lot of what I'm gonna say tomorrow dear to my heart. It's not an act; it's how I feel, and I am no goddamn fucking fanboy. You put me in a ring with somebody, I don't give a shit what their name is or what company they wrestle for. I don't 
give a shit because this is where I'm making a living. Like, this is my life uh, here. I'm not like this isn't like a fun, oh, yeah, like hobby for me. Like, you know, I need to be in those spots they are. So when I get to wrestle for them, wrestling them doesn't pay my bills. Uh, like, I need to like go out there and actually like build my name up. I can't just be in the ring with someone from WWE. That doesn't, that shit doesn't matter to me. Fair play. I, I like um, how you mentioned the the evolve sort of like interviews and stuff that you do because I think one of the things that I find so impressive by Evolve is their sort of mini documents that they do, the documentaries that they do, um, and we get to see like your passion and skateboarding um, from the the mini doc that we've seen. Um, I believe oh, what was it? I'm trying to think what it's called again. But anyway, we we sort of seen Risk It All. Is that the one that I'm I'm thinking of? The Evolve one, the mini yeah. deck we've seen. Um, we see like your your other passion, your skateboarding passion, and um, how you've literally you're literally skateboarding off huge sculptures and 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 stuff like that, and landing on the concrete floors. Is that sort of you know you you mentioned how that's your sort of style of wrestling? Is that you day to day? You love taking risk. You love just living in the day as it is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um... To be honest, I'm not even really a wrestling fan. I'm, uh, I just like to like live life, and I'm more passionate about skateboarding and filmmaking than I am wrestling. Yeah, because I feel like with skateboarding and filmmaking, we have this huge world of creativity. But wrestling, everybody is this small-minded puppet. Like you look at the tampon thing Priscilla did, and a lot of people are like bitching and whining about it. But like with film, you can have the freedom to do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. But in wrestling, it's like, you must follow these rules, young man. Back in my day, we never fuck your back in the day. Because I'm living my back in the day right now. I don't give a shit. And I like the creativity to be who the hell I am. I'm not a caged animal. I never was and I never will be. So yeah, I don't really like wrestling that much because everybody is on breathing down your ass 24/7 trying to fuck with your creativity and I yeah. So I'd rather go off in real life and jump off buildings and do stuff and be who the hell I am. So I feel like a, you know, the stuff that I've done in my life, I feel like I ugh, like in wrestling I really can't talk about because it's like, hey, um you know, why don't you just play your little role as the creepy little dude? No, man. If you knew who I was before wrestling, the shit that I was doing before wrestling, everybody would lose their shit. So if they think the tampon thing was bad, they haven't seen shit. Speaking so. of that tampon thing, which I think is great because everyone knows she didn't, you know, use a, an actual used tampon. Obviously, that would just be extremely weird. But. How is Priscilla sort of reacting? Because her Twitter has literally blown up these last few days about it. She's having a good time. She thinks it's hilarious because, like I said earlier, we come from the world of just, like, being ourselves in our private time. So the moment we share any of our private selves into the wrestling world as, like, a joke, you know, everyone loses their shit. So it's like, okay, that's why... We have to really like, you know, she's doing awesome though. She thinks it's all hilarious. She don't give a shit. If you knew her, she would know that she does not give a shit about any of this stuff. Like Gail Kim, Tessa Blanchard, all those fools, they can say, oh, she's killing this women's revolution. No, she's creating a re- women's revolution. Because if you look at the what the men have done in wrestling for far too long, the gross shit, whether it's DX pouring dot, like, shit on Vince McMahon or whether it's Joey Ryan's ass and the lollipop or the cock thing, 
all this like shit for for men has gone on for so long and then the moment a woman wants to do one little thing everyone loses their mind about it it's like let's just talk about equal rights here for a second and oh well it's not equal rights that just was a nasty ass thing that has nothing to do with equal rights yeah no because the men things are also nasty and vulgar but everyone thinks it's haha but the women the moment a woman wants to do some bullshit it's all hell breaks loose so go fuck yourselves you know yeah, I could, could not agree more. You sort of adapted your style, um, your wrestling style, to sort of your skateboarding um, way of life, the risk-taking, like I mentioned earlier. Very high-flying risk-taking, but it's also very unique to any other um, sort of risk-taking wrestler and incredibly entertaining as well. Is it something that you're intentionally doing that's so different to the others uh, that's risk-taking, or is it something that just comes natural to you? Oh, I think it comes natural because... Like I said, life, it's the beauty of pain with, like, the selling where I feel like a lot of risk takers are going to do a lot of, like, crazy things like the Lucha Libre people. They're going to do crazy things and sell it for a split second and then go on with their match where, like, my whole life, like, just from skateboarding and the stunts that I've done, why would you want to, like, throw away the pain in someone's eyes, like, an instant, like, make, oh, let's move on to the next big thing. Like, no, selling's a masterpiece if you want to go there you know yeah so i don't know why people like and i think uh... the difference with me um in my wrestling is i don't fly to look pretty i fly to hurt yeah so i don't want my wrestling to look too dancey like basing with like like the lucha libre and stuff like that i love lucha libre but it's definitely i don't want my vibe to be like someone's basing me for a side head scissors or like give me a satellite pop-up DDT. Like, cause at the end of the day, to me, that looks too dancey. Like you're working together. I don't want to look like I'm working with the guy. I want to look like I'm hurting the motherfucker. Yeah. No, good point. Um, I jump on him with a coffin drop because it's just my body using a fucking weapon. I don't need to do a 10 rotations to hurt you. <laughs> I will just drop on you. It's the same result. I don't think the extra 630 is going to add much damage compared to me just dropping my ass on you i gotta i gotta admit i love the coffin drop it is one of my favorite moves that you do i must admit um i want to ask you about your tattoo that you have on your chest which we can pretty much see there um nothing's over until you're underground to me that turns out to be an incredibly inspirational quote considering it's related to you as well as a wrestler what does it mean to you it means Lots of things. Like, obviously, you know the deal with my uncle and the drunk driving shit. Yeah. Um, besides that, it means, like, there's so much people growing up, and then they're like, oh, say I'm 32 years old. Like, oh, man, I can't live my dream that I had as a child. I, I'm 32. It's too late, you know. Whatever. I just got to have a normal life and normal job. Bullshit. And it's like, no, that's not the truth. Like, you can live your dreams. You can do anything because literally life's not over till you're dead. Because I think of it like there's like some people who want to be in a Hollywood movie and they live their whole life wanting to be in a Hollywood movie and they never got the chance. And then finally when they're like 60 years old, they get their big break and they can like yeah. be like this like person in this like movie. And it's like, dude, nothing's over till you're dead. Don't throw in the towel just because you're like you don't feel like it can happen because it can if you put your mind to it. Like. Just don't fucking settle for less in life. That's all. No, I agree. It, it it sort of the way I say it's inspirational is because it is a case of 
if there's a job which you've always wished that you could do or there's a passion um, that you wish you could do for a living, it's a case of why why just give up? There's always a chance that it could possibly happen. Um, and that's sort of, you know, the way that you've, you've put across of your filmmaking and stuff like that, something that you can continue to do outside of wrestling. And, you know, you, you could, after wrestling, continue it and make a full career out of it. Yeah, that's the plan. Like I said, I dropped out of film school for wrestling because I knew with film school I could always go back, but wrestling there was kind of an age restriction with bullshit. You know, like you don't want to like be the guy who's trying to start wrestling his career when he's like 35, even though like guys like DDP have done such. Yeah. You know what I mean? But just for me growing up, I didn't want to spend my years, like my 20s, behind a camera. I wanted to be in front of it type thing. Yeah. But. Like I said, I dropped out of film school because they weren't letting me be myself also. <laughs> you know, I was making some questionable films. but I find that very uh, hard to believe, Darby. Uh, <laughs> but they wouldn't let me be me. And I was like, you know what, dude? I drove, I drove across country to go to your damn film school. Don't mess with my artistic side. If you're not going to let me be me, I'll drop out. And I dropped out. And that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to do this with wrestling. But when someone breathes down your back and doesn't let you be you, I get a little testy. Yeah. So I- The thing is now, though, you set yourself up in such a platform um, because you are so loved as your type of res- your type of wrestler and your, your whole persona that you're giving off that when wrestling does come to an end to you, um, you know, as hopefully that's long in the future because you're very entertaining. But you can then create your own film the way you want it to be, and people are going to support you because of who you are, and you you know you have a lot of followers from the way you are. Yeah, yeah, like that's my goal. Like for example, you know Craigslist. Yeah, are you familiar with Craigslist? <laughs> All right. Uh, I was gonna make a documentary when I was in film school about Craigslist fetishes and like these crazy fetishes that uh, the people have, and then my roommate at my apartment complex that live in beneath me was uh he wasn't a roommate he was just a dude who lived beneath me in the apartment complex uh he was jimmy kimmel's cousin oh no and, but he was total crackhead black sheep of the family jimmy kimmel's cousin he wasn't like you know like a good guy he was a scumbag yeah and then he was just like and i was like oh he's like he would always knock on my door and he had no money because no one in his family they knew he was gonna buy like meth or some shit <laughs> so like uh they, they only paid his rent, that's it. So he'd always bang my doors, you got any money for beer? You got any money for beer? I'm like, well, I'm straight edge, so I don't have beer, but um, I'll give you like $3 if you want to do like crazy challenges. So he would do these crazy challenges, but at the end of the day, he was going to be the guy in the Craigslist fetish movie that did all these crazy fetishes with the people, and like we were going to like make like a documentary. So it wasn't going to be some porno. It was just going to be like a fun, funny documentary about people's like Craigslist fetishes. But that fool ended up going to jail uh, before we could start filming. <laughs> but, uh, for example, like, uh, he's like, you got, like, $4. Uh, I want to, like, buy a thing of beer. And I was like, all right, well, you got to do a challenge. And so he didn't flush his toilet for a week straight, just shit and piss in it. And then he put his face in it and gurgled around the water. And then, like, yeah, and we filmed it too. So I had the videos and all this stuff like that. And he would do like obscene shit like that, like just drink shit water for like money and just crazy, crazy stuff. But like he he ended up, there's like this lady that he lived next door to 
he ended up fighting with her in the courtyard at the apartment complex and he punched her in the face uh, and then she, she ran in her apartment and he tried to like break in her house to get to her because he wanted to keep fighting her some crazy shit and then uh he ended up going back into his house and grabbing the vacuum and breaking the wall to climb through the hole to get to her how so before he could break the wall all the way the cops came and took him away and then i he would always leave his apartment complex uh, door unlocked so I'd, I'd walk in there and then the fucking vacuum was sticking sideways out of the through the wall like just there perfect in the wall like sideways and then he would also like he'd just like open his door and like have cat food in the living room and all these stray cats would come in and he'd lock them in and like keep a bunch of stray cats in his apartment <laughs> so sounds so weird let, i let all the stray cats out i'm like be free like get the fuck out of here before this <laughs> so oh fucking hell thanks for sharing that that was nuts um, yeah i just figure these stories that no one gets to hear ever so <laughs> 2018 was pretty huge year for darby allen uh, you wrestled well over 70 times for 25 different companies, which is pretty insane. Do you consider 2018 sort of a breakout year for you in your career? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, because the first couple of years, like, I got to evolve, man. Like, when I had 30 matches, I was wrestling for, like, a year. Yeah. And I really honestly did not know what I was doing as a wrestler. All I knew was how to sell. So yeah. I got to evolve because of my selling. It wasn't because I, I didn't really have any moves or anything. I didn't know what I was doing. So if you look back at my early evolve shit, I was getting my ass kicked by Ethan Page. And I, I broke my arm with it. He hit me with a shovel and he broke my arm. And then just this crazy, crazy shit that like, if you look back at that stuff and people are like, oh, this guy's just a stuntman. He doesn't know how to wrestle. It's because I didn't know how to wrestle. I relied on that shit because I was trying to protect my ass and like get noticed. But then I, li- then I lived in my car and actually trained my ass off and learned how to wrestle. And 2018 was the first real year I feel like it was breaking through to people. You know, I put all this hard work into it, and it was finally breaking through. So, yeah, 2018 was definitely a breakout year, you know? Yeah, so. definitely. i got to agree with that. Um, I want to get to your career and evolve in a sec, but 2018, you wrestled for my favorite company right now, which is Progress Wrestling. Um, how similar do you see Evolve and Progress? Because, to me, they have such similarities in very different aspects um, towards indie Amer- uh, American indie wrestling and English indie wrestling. See, I don't know. It's hard because there is such a big difference, though, that I feel like there's something in the UK that was brewing up there with the people, the fans. Like, people were going apeshit yeah. at, like, progress. Where, like, I feel like Evolve never really, like, the fans never reached that, like, wild, like, like fuck Maybe yeah. Maybe, like, like, a PWG? Yes, like a PWG, and like, of course, you want it to be like that wherever you wrestle, but you know, it just never reached that. And I, I, um, I don't know. It's a weird thing, you know what I mean? You can't really, you can't pinpoint on like really. But I feel like the big difference is the the energy in the room. Yeah, with the people, because Laboom, where we run and evolve, is like has that energy, but elsewhere. It's hard to like feel that like you know next level adrenaline, you know what I mean? So it's an interesting thing because yeah, I don't know. Even just doing the progress shows over Mania Week and last April, um, you could just feel the difference. 
yeah. I think it has it has that has that vibe to it. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird to say, you know. Yeah. So, how fun know. was doing the um, the Thunder Bastard match, at Chapter sixty six oh. for progress? <laughs> it was fun until I got my fucking severe concussion halfway through the match and. That night, I was bleeding from the brain and had to be rushed to the hospital. But before that, it was fun. But, you know, <laughs> shit happens. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I can't imagine that being very nice at all. Um, PWG, like we just mentioned, is another incredible company that gets outrageous praise on the American indies. Um, you took part in the Battle of Los Angeles weekend, the Bowler weekend. Um, how did you find that weekend as it is something and is it something that you want to do again this year yes it's of course it's something i i pride myself because i look at the locker rooms and there's a lot of companies where i feel like sometimes you go to and it's a friendship championship wrestling oh look uh, that guy is only here because he's friends with this guy that guy is only here because he's friends with the promoter this guy that blah, blah, blah. You look at PWG, it's the best of the best, and that's where I want to be. I don't want to be in a company where there's fucking ass kissers and people begging like, hey, can you put the word in for me? Well, you're not even that good, but I will because you're my boy. Mm. Fuck that. You know, it's the best of the best in that locker room, and that's where I feel I need to be to get better. So, of course, I want to be in that every single time. Yeah, it makes you step up your shit. So whatever. Did you see it as sort of a a big achievement then getting asked to do um, the the uh, PWG Battle of Los Angeles weekend with that theory? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it um, to be considered up there with all the people, the top tier talent. That's all I ever wanted to be because, like I said, this is what I'm living for. This is my career. This isn't fun with the boys on Saturday. This is me paying my bills and being happy with my wife. It isn't ha, 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 ha. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? I want to be in the best of the best. So, yeah, I t- that's definitely an accomplishment. Okay, so let's talk about Evolve now, which is part of the WWN network. Um really quite an incredible company like i say it, i see it as the american version of progress to me which is why i love it um would you say evolve is like your home right now in professional wrestling yes because i'm signed there yeah you know of course i have a contract there so yes it's top priority you know and i feel like it was the place where i could really do my my, my stories because i'm a very i love storytelling and stuff so it was a place like that that had consistent monthly stories. Yeah. And of course, like, so yeah, I would consider it my home. So. Because I, I, what I really like about Evolve, like you said, is is the consistent stories. And, and you've been a massive part of that um, this year. Uh, I And I think one of the reasons why I sort of really checking out Evolve was um, Cultaholic, which is sort of like a, a wrestling news on YouTube. And they kept on singing the praises of yourself at these Evolve shows. Every time there was an Evolve show, they talk about how good it was and your name just kept popping up um, every time. Did you notice this year that you you as a uh, wrestler was getting more and more popular because of the Evolve matches you were having? Um, yes and no. Because I, I feel like... Um... It was getting popular, but then it's like it's like a double-sided coin. Like everybody's like, "Yes, um, I've seen highlights of your matches. I haven't seen the full matches that evolve. I've seen highlights, and I feel like um, 
I just I want a lot of my matches that I, like the Walter match for example or yeah. the Saber match. All these I want them to be put on YouTube for free yeah. because you know I want people to see it because I don't want people just to see like little highlights. I want them to see the whole match, and I think a lot of people will watch something that's put in their face for free. But I feel like that's better for me right now because I am still building my name very much, and I you know you can only hear so much of these these mentions of these matches and then people are like, Oh, I really don't people are gonna like not want to pay, you know what I mean? It's like a weird thing. People just wanna like scam and like get their free wrestling. But I feel like at the end of the day, if I can have some of my breakout what I felt it was my breakout matches for free on YouTube, it would help me. You yeah. know? Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah, good for I, us as as fans to because you know some people can't afford to pay for all these networks. They get to see the likes of you um, for free that way. So yeah, I, I definitely understand that. Um, you've beaten some incredible names this year um, and some insane matches as well. Matt Riddle being one who was a big part of Evolve for so long. What's the feeling yeah. when you when you see guys like that leave the company for for um, WWE, the likes of WWE? Is it sort of a sad feeling because you're having such great matches with them and have um, incredible like chemistry with them, or is it sort of an excitement feeling because you you get the a bigger opportunity then for for the talents around you? Uh, definitely the second one. It's I, I don't get sad when I see people leave. It doesn't bother me. I'm happy for them, and that's cool. Yeah. Everything's amazing, and uh, it's just about continuing to step up and everybody like get their shit together and put, you know, one guy leaves, another guy comes in. And the weird thing is I had my Evolve tryout when I had like 30 matches back, I, back at during WrestleMania 32 weekend. And I would, I would look, I looked at the locker room. I was like, Jesus, this locker room is stacked. You know, yeah. That night, the the first time I ever wrestled Evolve, the it was main evented by Ricochet and Osprey, <laughs> and then you had everybody else that's like crazy names on the show. And I look at it, I'm like, shit. Today, I am the longest active Evolve mem- roster member, and back then I was just so new, and it, it makes you. You know, like I said, like I had to fucking step up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like that's what I want from other people, you know? Yeah. So it's cool. Yeah, it must you be know? great seeing like like you just said then, the main event when you first went to Evolve is Ricochet Osprey. Now that is a killer match because of how big those two are now. Now it's you that's in the in the seat of these main events. Is it a very weird feeling now? No. I, I wouldn't expect any less. I put so much into this. I put so much on on myself to achieve and you know i would hope that i'm in that spot right now i'm glad to hear it um we've we've mentioned you sort of mentioned there the the link to wwe that evolve has you've recently we've seen you go up against velveteen dream mustafa ali cassis ono roderick strong all of those matches since september how does that feel in the ring with those guys of of that caliber and, and being trusted to have these matches is it a big achievement for you no not at all, because the I I've wrestled guys like Pentagon Junior, Jeff Cobb, the list goes on. It doesn't matter where they're from. Yeah, they're yeah. not any more talented in my eyes than someone who's been killing themselves like a Jeff Cobb. Yeah, you've had some name. incredible matches with Jeff Cobb. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't pride myself. Like I said, I'm not a fanboy. I don't give a shit. I want to be where they are, to live comfortably, to have a good life with my wife, to not – because like on the indies, you break your leg, oh, you shit all luck. Go sell some shirts. Maybe some fans will help you support that. But you're in a top-tier company, you break your leg, you're getting paid still. I want to have that comfortability. And like I said, I'm not a fucking fanboy. I want to be where they are yeah. because I want to have that comfortability with my life. I had my first year broke like in a ball. I broke my elbow, fucking cracked my skull. And then like I have these hospital bills to this day from that shit. And it's not fun. It's not fun. So when people, you know, people shit on somebody for going to WWE, somebody shits on somebody for signing a ring of honor, somebody shits on somebody, you know, for going anywhere. It's, dude, you put yourself in our shoes. You know, we're going to break our bones and body for this shit. Of course, we want to be, like, comfortable living. It's just like, Jesus, people quit being so selfish, you know? No, that's fine. Fucking sucks, dude. Hospital bills blow ass, man. <laughs> so like I mentioned, I'd even struggle to pick really a top five best Darby Allen matches in Evolve um, from 2018 myself. I'd, there's too many that um, I've really enjoyed this year. Do you have a favorite match from Evolve in 2018 that you've been involved in? Walter. 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 Definitely Walter, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Do you, do you enjoy down. facing someone as big? like Because um, obviously you're... You're not the biggest of wrestlers. You've mentioned yourself before. Um, I think you said when you were 18, you weighed, you know, less than 150 pounds. Um, do you enjoy yeah. the huge matches with the huge guys? Yes, definitely. It's just, um, it's like, obviously you get that Dave and Goliath bullshit, whatever. Yeah. But it's fun. It's like, you know, it may, it's the best way you're going to get your money's worth of Darby Allen because like I said, selling is a beauty art form and I don't like to really like do like cruise weight type matches where it's like where it's like a sprint. Yeah. Because I like to slow down and sell and show the pain. Tell a story. Yes. Storytelling. You know what I mean? And that's like it's the best. It's fun. So I'd say definitely Walter. Definitely Walter. No, I'd agree. I love that match. Um, I've got a couple of Patreons who um, have a couple of questions for you, if you don't mind me asking um, on behalf of them. Uh, Courtney Summers, who, by the way, is a big fan of yours. Um, She talks about you quite a lot. My top Patreon member as well. She has two questions. Um, One's very dark and one is slightly a lot more happier. Which would you like first? Give me the dark. Dark. She wants to know what is the most messed up thing that you've seen in your life? Shit, probably the drunk driving shit with my uncle, even though I was so young, you know what I mean? I think that's probably the most messed up thing I'd say. Um, but yeah, the car accident with my uncle, definitely, you know, yeah. even though like, it's like, but um, yeah, fuck, definitely that. <laughs> yeah, definitely that. I was going to yeah, say, like, imagine, yeah. messed up thing. Besides that, it's just like weird shit, like somebody eating a turd, but... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think that's a lot more darker. Yeah, thank you for thank you for sharing. Anyway, um, the happier question then. She would also like to know she's a sucker for love, and she'd like to know how you proposed to Priscilla because she said you two are so cute together, and you're like goth couple goals. <laughs> yes, uh it was a it's a fun story, a lovely story. I'm glad you asked. 
Um, so she, I was in Seattle, and she was flying into Seattle in December, and then uh, I got this nice hotel by the water, and we went in the room, and then we dropped off our bags and then left, and then while we left, I had my brother and my friend come in and decorate the shit out of the room, like really like romantic with like roses, and unfortunately, we had to use the fake candles because... The hotel's like, you're going to burn down the goddamn hotel, <laughs> which would have been lovely. But, um, yeah, anyways, uh, so we got back from our dinner, come back, and then the whole room's dark with, like, these, like, the candles and the roses everywhere. And then she's like, what is this? At first, she just thought it was going to be a romantic night, you know, it's just love lovemaking. But uh, I was like, okay, there's because it was around Christmas time, you know, it was after Christmas, and I was like, okay, there's a gift on the bed, and she it was wrapped up, and then she opened it, and it was a painting of her in my blood that I painted. I just, uh, I, a couple of days before I she flew in, I just painted this. Here, let me pull, I'm going to grab it right now, actually. I have the painting. So right here, um, it's like it says TPK, which is the Priscilla Kelly. Will you marry me? And then there she is, and it's just all in my blood and shit like that. And uh, and then she was like, "What?" And then and then before she knew it, I was proposing. So yeah, it was uh, it was romantic. That it was amazing. nice. Yeah, that is like the weirdest thing I've ever seen, but also like you said, the most romantic. Knowing who you are as a as like a as a person from the way you portray yourself um and thank you very much for sharing that as well i'm sure courtney is going to be absolutely over moon um for, for hearing that um another question is for from mike errant who um is a big twitter god by the way he's, he's awesome at twitter and he's a big supporter of the podcast and he wants to know what you can i think you you've, you've you've already answered this but i'm gonna ask, ask the question anyway for mike um, what you consider to be your breakout match or what the match you suggest people unfamiliar to you, uh, to your work, needs to check out? Would you say it's Walter? Would you say your breakout one is something different? I, I would say, because I feel like I had a breakout match prior to Walter. Yeah. I would say that would be against like Sabre or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Back in December of like two years ago. Is that when Sabre was champ? <laughs> yes. But yeah. if you want to go before that, I also had like my... Uh, Evolve 81 Mania Week and Main Event with Ethan Page, Anything Goes Match, we killed each other. And I remember that really got people talking. So yeah. either the, the Sabre match or the Ethan Page match. It's hard to decide. Yeah, good, good, cool. Uh, 2019, do you have a wrestling New Year's resolution? No, just uh, keep going wherever the wind takes me, but like make a decent living with my wife. That's all I really want to do. Yeah, you know, I'm really gonna be like, I need to make it here before the end of February. Like, I don't really, it doesn't bother, <laughs> doesn't bother me. I just want to be happy and explore the world. And like I said, I always tell Priscilla this: like, what really matters in life is comes Monday after the wrestling weekends are over in our personal lives. You know, like fuck everybody and their drama. Like, you know, that's all that really matters, and that's how I want my 2019 like to be revolved around is my personal life being healthy yeah. and happy so. do, you, do you enjoy working with priscilla like in the ring or is it something that um because obviously she is your partner you sort of worry about or anything like that no it's fun i, I like it i like it a lot um 
you know, we've tagged together like a couple of times just recently at bar wrestling on uh, for the New Year's Eve show that they've had. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's fun and uh, yeah, well, it's a funny story because when Priscilla first went to Evolve, I uh, I didn't really know who she was in real life at all. Yeah. And Gabe was like, "Hey, we want to put this girl with you." Uh, named Priscilla Kelly. I'm like, hell no, don't put her with me. Like, my whole my whole thing is I'm a loner. I don't, I can't have a girl by me. Yeah, I need loners. So that's why she went with Austin. You know what I mean? And then so like, but now looking on it, I'm like, yeah, let's let's have her with me. Yeah. <laughs> so we've come full circle. Lovely story. You can't exactly reject your your own partner as your actual tag partner because you yeah, want to keep weird. the gimmick. I, I would drive like a year straight with her in the van. From like Atlanta to New York, it's like sixteen hour drive. We drive in this company van and I would never talk to her for like a year straight. Like I never knew her. Really? And then randomly one night it was an evolved double shot with uh progress and I wasn't booked for that progress show that evening, so I was gonna go to Times Square and then I was gonna go by myself and then she's like, Hey, I've never seen Times Square, can I come? And I was all like no, like I don't, I don't <laughs> want to talk to you. Like I don't want to talk to any girls in wrestling. Like screw off, you know what I mean? But then I was like, okay, well, because you've never been there and you don't know how to get there, yes, you can come to Times Square. Yeah. So and then, that, like, you know, you were then, then I had, we had a conversation on the the subway train there, and we're like, dude, this girl is nothing like I thought she was. Yeah. Like, why didn't I talk to her for a year? And then we have so much in common. And now we're fucking married. So. Yeah, and now and then you ended up proposing using your own blood. Yes. <laughs> I've got a few um, quick fire questions, if you don't mind. Just 10 quick fire questions. We'll go for them as, as quick as we can. Um, number one, who is your favorite ever wrestler? Rey Mysterio. Favorite promotion other than Evolve? PWG. What is your favorite opponent? Jeff Cobb. Best ever Darby Allen match, I feel like. Walter, maybe? Walter. Yeah. Or Jeff Cobb from Bola. I'm not sure. Yeah, is that the first round match? Yeah. Yeah. Um, opponent you want to face the most that you haven't fought already? Shit. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Hottest prospect other than yourself? Um... Pass. <laughs> Priscilla. Let's just say Priscilla, shall we? Priscilla. Um, favorite match that you weren't involved in? Just of all time? Yeah. Good God. Um, Mankind, Undertaker, Hell in a Cell. I feel like you, you take some of Mankind's uh, traits there. Yeah, see, like it's funny because like when you said the Rey Mysterio, I answer Rey Mysterio, but it'd be second, uh, Mick Foley. Yeah, definitely. That guy's nuts. Um, if you could win one title this year, what would it be? Uh, the WWE World Championship. <laughs> what would you rather win, Battle of Los Angeles, or become Evolve Champion? Battle of Los Angeles. Final question. Both WWE and All Elite Wrestling are offering you a contract. Who do you choose to go to? Um, wherever um, I'm happiest mentally uh, with my like life and my wife and stuff like that. Whatever is best with for that. 
So uh, I, I wouldn't know. It just depends on how everything's like set up and like what the schedule and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. and what they're offering, of course, that's uh, that's a big deal. Yeah. And Darby Allen, thank you very much for joining me today. Um, where can people catch you wrestling in the next few months? And what is your social medias? Social medias: Darby Allen at everything, like literally everything, like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. But um, you can catch me wrestling. This weekend, I'm going to, uh, shit, I'm horrible, man. I don't even, <laughs> going to San Francisco, and then I'm going to Canada, and then Seattle, and the next weekend, it's the big Evolve shows, and then after that, I got uh, Northeast Wrestling against Dragon Lee, and um, yeah, I just have a lot of fun like stuff coming up um, this, this month, but you can catch me wherever my Twitter says I'm at. So. Amazing. Dragon Lee, that's going to be a good match. Yeah, well, it should be fun. Thank you, Darby, very much. I cannot wait to see what you have in store for us in 2019. Thanks again. All right, man. Thank you. There we have it, guys. I fucking told you so. Darby Allen gave me the most real interview you will ever hear. He is intense. He is a little crazy, but I loved it. And I cannot thank Darby enough. He is going to blow up in 2019 because, one... He's just that fucking good. And two, he is the most intriguing wrestler you'll ever see. Hands down. So thank you for my patrons for submitting some awesome questions for me to ask. On YouTube, you can see that drawing or painting Darby did for Priscilla in his own blood. So I suggest checking that out if you can to see the weirdest wedding proposal you'll ever hear. But if you wish to ask some of your own questions... You can be, you can by signing up to the Omega Luke podcast Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Omega Luke to become part of the Omega Club, as well as some many other great rewards such as coming on, joining me on the show, on the podcast, talk about what you want, talk about a topic that I bring up, extra content from myself, as well as extra content from me and Wilfred with our role players episode beginning very soon. So thank you everyone for listening and checking it out. I don't need to ask if you enjoyed it all because I know you did. All I need to say is you are welcome. Please share the episode with your friends and tell them all about it. Stay tuned for Monday as we go to a fantasy booking match between Wilfred Watches Podcast and Mike Aaron of the incredible fantasy booking faction guy um, for the first booking outside of WWE. That is all I'm going to say for now. And I'll catch you next time. Goodbye and good night. Bang. What's up, IMLP? And you are listening to Wrestling Luke Omega Podcast, maybe. I think I fucked it up. But anyways, you should subscribe.